Hey everybody, welcome to the Church at South Point podcast. We're so glad that you have found your way to our little corner of the online universe. This Lent, in the weeks leading up to Easter, we are slowing it way down. We're sitting with Jesus in the wilderness and letting the Holy Spirit draw questions to the surface that need our attention, even when they make us feel a bit uncomfortable. I'm so glad you've come to join us. I find Palm Sunday this incredibly powerful emotive day because there's such complex contradictory emotions to it. On this day, we're watching Jesus very intentionally, very knowingly walk right into confrontation with the power structures that want to destroy him. There's political power, religious power, empire, right? And he is entering into this confrontation without any defenses, no armor, no strategy, no argument, just his presence. It's like his presence is divine resistance to these massive strongholds. So he's arriving at the city gates and he's crossing into this ancient city. And this ancient city is both a symbol of God's presence and covenant with his people, and it's a symbol of empire. And he knows that most likely this confrontation is going to end with his own violent, very painful death. And he goes anyway. So for me, it's Palm Sunday, even more than some of the other moments of Holy Week that I see Jesus as courage. This is kind of the moment he chooses his destiny. And the rest of what happens in the week is the story playing out to its conclusion. Ammon Hennessy was an American Christian pacifist. He was a member of the Catholic worker movement. He lived from 1893 to 1970 during a time of intense industrialization and militarization in America. It was kind of the building of an empire. And in dialogue with these cultural forces, he wrote, force is the weapon of the weak. As Jesus enters Jerusalem, we see moral fortitude and courageous love as true strength, not force and violence. I also just want to name that as he crosses this threshold, we're witnessing the fruit and fulfillment of his time in the wilderness, because it was there in the barrenness of the wilderness, in the discomfort that he wrestled with temptation. It was there he chose who he was going to worship. It was there he set aside empire's vision of power and success and popularity and chose God's vision of kinship. And so I just want to make this clear, right? As we transition from Lent into Holy Week, this is a reminder to us not to underestimate the power of the wilderness experience. Don't underestimate the power that comes when we sit in discomfort and lean into hard questions and welcome the cold and the heat and the loneliness and the hunger and the longing until we have clarity. It makes me think of the cold plunge stage that's a big fad right now. Sit in the cold, staying is the power. And as we stay put and remain faithful, our ethical muscle grows preparing us for what might be ahead. So today we're watching Jesus and he's moving closer to his enemies. He's moving closer to hostility. He's he's stepping closer to the violence that's going to be done against him. He's forsaking the way of weapons for the way of the cross. And this 
is the Jesus we worship. This is the Jesus we follow. Not a John Wayne Jesus, not a nationalistic Jesus, not a white privileged Jesus, not a prosperity Jesus, but this Jesus who made an absolute and unconditional rejection of power as it would have been understood and wielded in his day as it is ours. And this is the one we get to worship today. We get to follow, we get to cry out, Hosanna, Lord have mercy. So today, instead of me continuing talking, I want to create space where we can actually enter the story of Jesus collectively and try to let it hit us at a heart level through art. We're going to do what's called a Visio Divina. It's similar to a Lectio Divina, except it's centered around an image rather than words. It's Latin for divine seeing. You know, ages ago in the Benedictine monasteries, they would meditate on an icon, but this practice has really widened. And now people use sacred and secular images as like a focal point for meditation. Our meditation is going to consist of three parts. I'm going to read the passage from Luke again. I've chosen then three pieces of art for you to look at, each with a little artist description, and we're going to move through those. So I invite you to center yourself in whatever way works for you. Now I invite you to close your eyes if that feels comfortable. Taking a deep breath. Relaxing your body as best you can. Let your shoulders drop away from your ears. Let your arms rest. Let your feet feel the support of the floor. Feel the weight of your body supported and held by the chair. And spend just a few moments in silence, making an intention to open yourself to the spirit. Jesus, as you opened yourself up to the crowds on Palm Sunday, the adoring ones and the angry ones, the confused ones and the curious ones, we now open ourselves to you. I'm going to read the scripture and listen for a word or a phrase that resonates for you. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, see, your king comes to you, gentle, and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, 
while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? The crowds answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Now take one last deep breath in and out. And open your eyes, continue breathing deeply as you look at this first image. It's called Power Play. It's by Lyogen Garrity from Sanctified Art. In the first moment, just notice the visual qualities, the colors, lines, shape, form, texture. Now take a deeper look. What parts of the image are your eyes drawn to? And what parts are you rushing over? Why? Look more deeply. Look at the figures. What story do you assign to each of them? What emotions do you give them? Here's a bit of the artist's statement. Marcus Borg and John Crossman in their book, The Last Week, assert that there were two parades occurring at the same time in Jerusalem on this day. From the east, Jesus entered on a donkey. From the west, the Roman governor Pontius Pilate entered with an imperial guard. The proclamation of the kingdom of God meeting the power of empire. The two processions embody the central conflict of the week that led to Jesus's crucifixion. Observe your own emotions. How does this image make you feel? Take a moment to write down anything that comes to you through this piece of art. If you're done, just go back to being quiet with your eyes closed, centering yourself, taking deep breaths, relaxing your body, remembering your intention to open yourself to the spirit as we prepare for the second image. Okay, taking one last deep breath in and out, open your eyes and look at the second image, the Guatemalan procession by Betty LeDuc. Notice at first just the visual qualities, the colors and lines and shapes and forms and texture. And take a deeper look. What parts of the image are your eyes drawn to? What have you inadvertently skipped over? Look more deeply. There's a lot of figures there. What story do you assign to them? What emotions do you see in their faces? And this is a painting by Betty LaDuc, who lived in Guatemala for many years. This piece of art takes place in a Mayan village in Guatemala. They had a tradition at Christmas to process in with statues. In this picture, she writes, 
Christ appears on a donkey surrounded by the masks worn by the Mayans who dance to honor and celebrate their indigenous roots. They are also dancing a reenactment of the brutal Spanish invasion with satirical masks representing conquistadors. Yet inside the church, many candles are lit and prayers are offered. How does this image make you feel? And take time to write down anything that comes to you through looking at this. Thoughts, ideas, insights, emotions, memories, questions. And again, if you're done, you could just go back to taking that deep breath, centering yourself, relaxing your body, closing your eyes, because that's a clue to me that we're ready to move on. Take your time. Okay, one last deep breath in and out and open your eyes as we look at the third image. This is a painting by Douglas Blanchard. It's called Jesus Enters the City. And it's from his uh, series called The Passion of Christ, A Gay Vision. So again, we'll start just by noticing those visual qualities, colors and lines and shape and form and texture so different yet again from the other images. And take a deeper look. What parts of the image are your eyes drawn to and what are you missing? There's a lot going on here. And try to look at the different figures. What story do you assign to them? What emotions are you giving them? I think there's something like 24 images that this artist has done in this series. It's um, all the images are from the passion. Last week of Jesus's life, a mother and daughter lead the way along with a black man who holds the horse's reins. In the middle of this triumph, Jesus bends down to be embraced by someone unnoticed and out of view. He is focused on something that others ignore. There are arms raised, the people rejoice, but the sky is gray and they are not united. Their signs droop or get blocked, making them hard to read. Each person is looking in a different direction, never making eye contact. As the passion story begins, Jesus seems disconnected from the passions he stirs in others. The seeds of conflict are already planted. The group marches forward about to step right out of the picture frame. The viewer can't see what Jesus sees and the oncoming crowd will force viewers to make a decision. Join in, back off, get trampled underfoot. Light from the arch forms a lopsided halo behind his head. Blanchard takes the unusual step of making Jesus head straight at us. So again, observe your emotions. How does this image make you feel? And just take a moment to write down anything that you notice, any thoughts, ideas, insights, memories. Thank you for opening yourself up to these images and to the spirit of God. And now I'm going to just invite you to open up to each other. 
if there's anything you want to name about this experience, I'm curious about how these pieces of art might shape your experience of Palm Sunday, what you want to remember, what you want to take away, or anything else you just want to name or observe. So I'm just going to open it up. to show up in their celebration. Thanks, Karen. Yeah. Um, in the image on uh, Guatemala, the children celebrating in the bottom right. Yeah. Maybe think that uh, that celebrating is is not just for the children, but with the children. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that enact part of the ceremony with the candles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're part of it, even if their understanding is, is not what we consider yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we that happened today when we had them singing, you know, saying things in the beginning of our. What did they say? I can't remember, Angelo. Where are they? Where? Where is he going? What else? Cool to know that. Thank you. I like that. That's part two is that image. That arch to me represents that the procession of power increasing and Jesus is walking away from it hmm. into the people and turning this back on what most people would conceive to be the seat of power. Oh, wow. This is what's so cool when we look at it together. Like there's all these details that I would not notice. Ah, right. Yeah. What an interesting juxtaposition. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm so rich. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I love the invitation to have empathy on the soldier. <laughs> yeah, one has, Jesus seems like he has a lot more inner power. <laughs> yeah. Have we gotten to the end of the barrel? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'll put a link in the South Point News where you can go and look at all the images in the series. It's really quite powerful. Okay, I'm just going to end by a little quote that I read this morning in Diane Butler Bass's Sunday morning uh, writings that she offers. Um, she writes, I'm stricken by the bodies and blood, the price of empire. I've got no aves or alleluias left, but I can wave my palm in protest and I can still shout Hosanna. Hosanna, hey, sana, 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 ho, sana, hey, sana, Hosanna. And that chorus is needed now more than ever. The road to the Eastern Gate beckons, opening to the Commonwealth of God. Sing with me. Thank you so much. That was really rich. Thanks for participating. Mm -hmm.